Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit The Diets. This is the show where we talk about the various diets out there in the world, giving our thoughts on them and bringing you that study back data as well. But this week, we aren't really doing that, so you could say we've gone a bit rogue, but no. Today's episode is an exploration of 12 top tips for weight loss, all very diet focused, hence us adding it to this series. These top tips come from the NHS, which is a national health service in the UK. Odds are, if you're from the UK and you type in weight loss tips, these 12 top tips will be the first to appear, so we thought it's pretty important that we fully dive in and see if the NHS has got it right. Spoiler alert, it's all fairly positive. So let's get into today's episode. Andy, did you just say you don't believe in COVID? I don't know, no. Go on, Bill. Nothing I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that bit on that, that wait, bit recorded. Wait, Bill, do you unironically believe in COVID? Yeah. Do I believe in COVID? I thought we was on the same wavelength. No, of course I believe in COVID. Oh, hang on a minute. He's actually recording. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've unraveled. I've, uh, this is quite funny, isn't it? We've unraveled. Like, birds aren't real because the government's brought them in to spy on us. And I think that face masks have sensors in. Oh. Sensors? Yeah, and they can hear us talking out and about. Yes. I don't think so. They're, and... they're just made of paper, aren't they? No, that's, that's not what they want you to think, Bill. Andy is 100% right. He's 100% See? right. And this is why there's the underground Movember movement. Movember's got nothing to do with charities. We are growing. We are growing, growing this. mustaches. To muffle the speech. Yeah, yeah. it ruffles, ruffles in the mouth. the speech, can't. So you're saying that Movember's a rebellious yeah. movement against... Why do you think I've masks? got this going on, mate? Mm-hmm. No one can hear my thoughts or my voice. And the government are going to shut it down. Oh, They're going to figure this out and shut we... it down to the end of the month. Andy, that's why we've got to shave, mate. Mm-hmm. They just, oh, it all they makes just, sense now, doesn't it? See? All makes well, sense. We've been okay. told to shave by the army so that we... Oh, so they can't... So they can hear what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it all makes sense now. Anyway, hello boys, welcome back to the podcast. So, is everyone like my new he- headphones? I did notice yeah, your swanky him, yeah. buds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Fifteen pound. Fifteen. I weren't a wish job, was it? <laughs> I wish. Because then you That's definitely nice. got COVID. <laughs> yeah, these are these are Goodmans. What do you do? Do you just like do they, do they, do they come with wires and you just like cut the wires off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you are such a boomer, Tom. <laughs> oh, listen, these are B and M. These are B and M. Nine ninety nine. This is where Wait. I got mine from. Fifteen quid B and M. I'm not even going to sound much mine were because it just sounds like I've just spent too much money on headphones. It does. When you told me how much your computer's worth, I laughed. I fell over. I was like, "That's like four holidays." <laughs> yeah, but it's a good computer, isn't it? Yeah, so's mine. <laughs> I just got to wind it up a bit. <laughs> wind it up a bit, right? <laughs> mine runs on coal. <laughs> You're so old, Tom. It's actually it's actually worrying how old you are. I'm actually starting to think that we might have to get you know like you see all these like me TV shows. These like Good Morning and stuff. They get rid of all the old hosts and bringing in like new Spinning ones. And, like. <laughs> yeah. and that's Tom out. <laughs> Tom, we got to bin you better and bring in some young blood. We need to we need to you know make way for the future. Aren't I the oldest though? <laughs> yeah, but Tom just looks and sounds really old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hit my peak at 15. I was ready to just like switch off after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hit my 13th birthday and I was like, 
fuck me, is this all it is from here on? <laughs> yeah, it's started downhill from 15. Thinking about, yeah, when I hit 15, it was like, fucking, oh, mortgages, insurance, tax. <laughs> and that was it, all downhill from there. Knocked on the head. Yeah, and, uh, and now I'm here, just, you know, trudging along, uh, <laughs> hoping my spirit will just leave my body. Moving on, welcome to today's episode, boys. It's another diet episode. We're back with another one, and today we've got a something a little bit different. Normally we talk about a diet, but this time we're talking about some some diet top tips. But we haven't come up with these diet top tips. No, we've gone to the, the highest governing body in the UK. We've gone to the mm-hmm. NHS. The nurse. Officer. They've got twelve nurse. tips the, for weight loss. Yeah. Do you do you say the nurse? nurse? How do you pronounce nurse. the NHS? Because it's, it's an acronym, isn't it? So how do you pronounce it? What NHS, like, like we just said. So, Andy does a nurse. I do nurse. Do you do like nurse or? I just say NHS. Mm. No, but you've got to do it as a word. Yeah. As a word? The nurse. Uh, I'd probably go nurse. The nurse. Have you seen, um, what's it, Phone Jacker? I have seen, yes. Oh, look have at the character. One of the characters. I'm not that yeah. old. Oh, yeah. Not that old. Fucking, I've seen it, Andy. Yeah, every, every, he basically <laughs> pronounces all these words like that. So, DVD will go divida. <laughs> so like call people up and say, you know, have you got a dividend? And they'd be like, what? What are you on about? Like, a a oh, player. Before we start, um, I would like to make a big shout out to the person that is making, I think it's called the Requiro. There's a newsletter that goes around our camp at the moment, and it basically just slags off random people. And it's well written. Is our podcast on it? No, not yet. Oh, I'm hoping it will be now. Oh, so that's... <laughs> rewind. So you've got a newsletter that goes around your fucking camp that slags people off. Yeah, so that um, a very uh, like very really well. It's done really really well. It's got to be an officer. So basically, I'll show you guys on the. Uh... How have we got onto this? So look, because we're going to get a shout out in a bad way. Oh, that's oh very professional. He's yeah. actually got mugshots as well. Yeah, of actual people, and he like drops names, and he so basically there's a sergeant major for seventeen, yeah. So we've got a squadron called uh, they've got a scorpion on their got their got a scorpion on their fucking arm or whatever, and every morning he's like, "Good morning, scorpions!" Like oh, screams Jesus, it. No, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been mentioning there saying just shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear it anymore. Yeah, it's awesome. Slagging off fucking Jesus. MBEs and that's OBEs and oh. the scorpions. That's like the army version of Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, it is. They <laughs> how, like it how is that? Is it, it must be erupting there. They must be kicking off. Yeah. Nah, you don't fuck with the scorpions. Well, mate, if you can get him on, a, get get him to shout out the uh, the podcast and Train Primal, that'd be great. Oh, that's a good news. And do you know what? If I find out who it is, we're inviting him on the show. Yeah, get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. They can slag us off instead, instead of us yeah, slagging other people it. off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should we slag off this NHS weight loss uh, tips list? Then well, we're not going to slag it off, really. Do you know what? I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think honest. it's pretty good. Yeah. There's only a couple of points which are controversial. We'll go through them anyway because we think this is this was like the top when I typed in weight loss tips. This was like the top fucking result. So if you're in the UK, it's probably going to be the same. So we want to go through them because if you read this, you're going to be like, but what is all this? You need to make sure that you know it's the right information. And to be fair, this is the NHS. So even if you yeah. disagree. You know, even if you kind of disagree with what anything we might say here, in that is the NHS, they are a lot more accountable than us, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just want to point that out. Yeah, so anything they do say that's a bit sketchy, we're, we're, we're pointing it out for a reason because people will take anything they say as verbatim. The guy that tells you birds ain't real is going to tell you whether it's, you know, trustworthy or not. <laughs> 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 right, should we get into the first one then, boys? Number one on the yeah. list. 
probably the probably the most con- controversial one on the list. I'll read out. They they basically underneath each point they've got a little paragraph, and the word in this par- in these paragraphs actually can sort of determine whether these points are, are valid or not because it can be quite dodgy the way they word it. So the first one is do not skip breakfast, and they've put skipping breakfast will not help you lose weight. You could miss out on essential nutrients and may end up snacking more throughout the day because you feel hungry. And that seems very negative. Just the first line that says skipping breakfast will not help you lose yeah. weight. It's kind con- of a bit like... It's concrete, is that, isn't is that, it? Is that true? Yeah, it's a bit concrete, basically. So yeah. if you, if, for example, this is something I was having a discussion with someone earlier, actually. If you say that to someone, and let's say in the mornings, they're very limited on time, they've got you know a really busy schedule in the morning, and they, they, they prefer to have a bigger lunch. If they read that, they might think, oh, well, I've got, a knock, I've got a knock weight loss in the head. I can't lose weight. The NHS has said, because I've skipped breakfast, I, I cannot lose weight. I think that's where language is really important. Yeah, it is. But then you've got to look at the... Like, you've got to look at the majority of people that are going to the NHS. Like, if you're going to the NHS for guidance on how to lose weight, you're probably going to be very new to it all. So I, I would say being basic like this is, 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 is probably a good thing. I understand what you're saying in the sense of we all know that this comes into intermittent fasting. And for some people, it works really, really well. And some people, it does really, really well. And some people, not so much. Um, but I think when you look at intermittent fasting, I think that's very an immediate to an advanced thing to do for someone. I I, I believe so anyway. But sometimes people do it all uh, automatically, or they do it accidentally. Well, we do it every night from the moment you go to bed to the moment you're waking up. You're fasting, yeah. aren't you? So it's just an extended period. Uh, you are right. You, not eating breakfast can. I grew up on this, by the way. This do not skip breakfast. I, this yeah, is what I call meal of the day. Yeah, most important meal of the day. Yeah, that old chestnut. And I think a bag of Haribo in the morning is very important. <laughs> yeah, that's part of your five a day as well. If you have like five bits, but uh, five Haribo eggs, you know, mm-hmm. happy days. Well, they do like to say it's made with real fruit juices. So I'm sure if you have five fucking <laughs> thousand bags of them, you're probably having a you're probably having the equivalent of an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've I, missed a I feel that's a challenge there, Bill. Is that a challenge? That's <laughs> a challenge, Addy. See how much of your five a day you can get from bags of Haribo with real fruit juices. Haribo have missed a trick, really, because they could do like uh, little veggie shapes. Oh, they haven't, they? Oh, don't, don't. Oh, then you get people and, saying, well, it's one of their five a day. But, you know, you can get um, gummy fibres. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Gummy vitamin fibre, and but you just put a Haribo sticker on it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, I should be getting paid for their marketing. But I mean, going back to that first point again, um, so I'm going to come from this as from like a most as neutral as I can be. Um, I do agree kind of what you're saying, Bill. In fact, no, I do agree with you. The way they've worded it, it's very concrete. Skipping breakfast will not help you lose weight. And it just, like, well, no, it does continue from there. But at no point does it say, oh, unless you're in a calorie deficit. Because, you know, people can lose weight whilst fasting they can lose weight while skipping breakfast but on top of that you know there is evidence to show that some I mean, you'll notice i'll say some people not everyone there is some evidence out there that for some people uh you know consuming breakfast can definitely aid them with their weight loss um i mean there, there was one study done um it was by oh, i'm gonna probably fuck this guy's name up uh, I want to say sphincter, but it's not sphincter. It's just uh, it's the first thing that pops into my mind when I look at it. Richter et al. 2020, so it's quite a recent study. 
that's been done in the year of COVID. Happy days. And yeah, what they did was they had the majority of sub, well, they did two groups. One group had the majority of their calories during breakfast, and the other group, yeah, no, not so much. They had less calories for breakfast. And the people that um, consumed most of their calories for breakfast, they actually increased their thermogenesis, which is their calorie burning, by 2.5 times. It was 2.5 times higher than the group that, you know, didn't really consume breakfast. Um, I mean, there could be several reasons for that, though. Um, I mean, when, when I saw the... When I, when I saw Eric Eric Helms, who's a sciencey guy, when he kind of um, went into this study, he made a good point, which was it just it might possibly just increase your energy expenditure throughout the day because you've had something to eat. Therefore, you're going to be more active throughout the day. So technically, you could burn more calories that way. So in that regard, yeah, I mean, uh, consuming breakfast can help people lose weight compared to those that skip it. But at the same time, I don't. F- I think it's quite disingenuous to kind of, you know concretely say it will not help you lose weight if you skip breakfast because there's well, many of well, us that do can, skip can't breakfast it? If, if it could help you be in a calorie deficit because that's a big amount of calories you might not be having that you normally would so it might be an easy way of you not getting those calories listen at the end of the day intermittent fasting wouldn't be a popular thing if it didn't work for some people and it is just skipping breakfast at the end of the day there's nothing magical about fasting so i feel that they're set they're they're, they're dishing this information out to uh, like the wider the wider range of yeah people. the general population the general population and I think it, it, they're kind of like herding cats aren't they if you give them too much information they just fucking explode uh, and yeah, they don't really know what they're doing so I think I feel like they're, they're trying to keep it very very simple very basic stuff um, and again if you if you imagine that these guys are probably sat in a room saying right we're the NHS what guidance are we giving them it's it, you're going to have 10 of one and two of the other six of one five of the other you know what i mean there's going to be very it's probably going to be very hard it's not, I'll probably there's not one guy called the nhs and he's just banging out these rules and he's like <laughs> i agree with this yeah. yeah you know so i think it's very I, I it's it's a hard one it is definitely a hard one because i i've tried the intermittent fasting i'm not really a fan of it um i like to feel full in the morning i have, start I have my breakfast day. every morning yeah every morning i have breakfast yeah and, and it just puts me into a state. Maybe they're looking at this saying, like, maybe I'm reading it differently. They're saying, it won't help you lose weight. Fucking fatigue sets in, do you know? And it's about snacking later through the day. Yes, I, yes, I, I agree with point. that, you yeah. know? If, you, if you're not, like, intermittent fasting, I feel that you can't just do it straight off the bat. Ah, do you know what, as well, Andy? Um, that was a good point about the, the snacking, because another thing about this study I read, and it was something that, um, once again... Uh, big up Eric Helms, he mentioned this, and he said uh, for people that tend to consume a lot of calories in the evening or later on in the day, it might also interfere with their sleep quality, which to be honest with you, I'm not, right, I've got to come clean with you guys, I smashed a kebab the other night, and this was like <laughs> I 10 of, tipped this my was, hat. This was, <laughs> you tip your hat, and then Bill's there just looking disgust. Literally, he <laughs> looks so pissed off. If you could see this face, because we can't see him smile, it just looks like he's throwing daggers at everyone. He's proper just like, you're all knobs. Can you get a vegan you. kebab? Well, yeah, you can get vegan. Yeah, it's good salad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much just salad without the meat, isn't it? <sighs> Deary me. Cut of chilli peppers, please, mate. Yeah. Carry on your point, Tom. Come on. Chilli sauce and chilli peppers, <laughs> please, mate. <laughs> and nothing else. That's one sad looking kebab. But yeah, I mean, um, 
no, when I when I ate this, it was quite late at night, and I have to say, anecdotally, so yeah, you know, just one subject here, but I I really, you know, my sleep was absolute shit. It was so heavy well, on my it's, stomach. It's because you're trying to digest your food, mate. Obviously, you, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna disturb still it's working your gut you're sleeping, system. Really, yeah, exactly. Of course, it is. Yeah, you want it, you don't you don't want your gut to be working overtime with a filthy kebab. You know? This this sounds. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was. You had to put it out there. It was filthy as well. Oh, listen, if you're not eating a filthy kebab, then you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? What's the point? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, there is a point to this. It is relevant to the subjects at hand, and that is if. If you consistently have disturbed sleep, you know you can. It can affect with your hunger hormones. It can affect leptin and ghrelin. So actually, it can make you, yeah, snack more. It can make you go over your your calories you prescribed yourself. So yeah, I mean, in that retrospect, if eating breakfast will stop you from eating late at night, you know, then yeah, go for it. Like if I'm hungry and I snack. Do, do, like you got to look at the, the the population. Are they do they know what they're like what they're drinking, the calories that they're drinking? Do they incorporate it in their meals and that sort of stuff? So these these yeah, things sources, oils, at, sources, oils, stuff like that. So if you miss breakfast and you're like, oh, need a snack, need a drink, you have that two or three times. That potentially could be more than the breakfast itself, and and you start and then you're having lunch, more snacks and. And you end up having. It's very um, individualized, isn't it? The breakfast topic. It's not like a one size. Yeah. But I think it's I don't no, know. definitely obviously not. They're, they're no, trying yeah. to. They're, this this page is obviously trying to appeal to a mass market. I just want to quickly say, I just don't like God, the language don't. used or the nah, lack of no, language. It's very concrete. Yeah, it's very direct, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's inherently said saying, they're trying to get a point across without bulking out too much knowledge, without blowing yeah. your mind. Yeah. But all they had to do was say skipping breakfast might not help you lose weight, not will not lose weight. But again, you're probably, you're leaving people on the fence, aren't you? Yeah, they're unsure. They're unsure, and and that people that are unsure don't have a direction. People that don't have a direction don't really make any gains or losses anyway. Even like you talk about programming, you talk about nutrition and that. Even a bad plan stuck to consistently is going to make some sort of alteration, even if yeah, it's shit true. or not. Ah, but that's a good point. Is so with these NHS uh, tips, right? There's twelve points. You ain't got to stick to all twelve of these points, just as long as you stick to stick to a couple of them. As long as it puts you into a calorie deficit, you're going to you know lose weight. But it's one of those things where it sounds like point one is non-negotiable. Yeah, but yeah, you could yeah. Yeah, you could yeah, you could right, skip yeah. breakfast and still do the 11, other eleven or ten or nine or whatever you can stick to, because you know uh, not everyone has time for breakfast. Not everyone can stand no, breakfast. The start, it's, yeah. I get you. I, I could, the, the point there I can get on board with though, and that's the um, the one about the nutrients. Because if you think about a, tradi- a traditional breakfast for the general population, it's normally a bowl of cereal, yeah, or, and a bit of fruit, or a bit of fruit and something else. And you got to think this is could, this could be the only time they're actually getting some like vitamins and minerals in because cere- yeah. cereal is normally fortified. Was I the only person thinking of a fry up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, most people in the mornings before work, they haven't got time for fry up. They'll have a bowl of cereal and they're normally fortified with vitamins and minerals. That could be the only time of the day they're actually getting any vitamins and minerals because lunch, they could have a shit sandwich. Dinner, they could have toad in the hole. I mean, then they could have a pudding. So they're not getting any sort of veg or fruit in apart from that morning period. So by missing out that cereal, they might not get any nutrients like essential vitamins and minerals throughout the day. And I think that's the point they're trying to maybe get at. If, if I was to suggest a, a particular meal for breakfast, so it's not a must-do, but it's just my it's my personal favourite, and that is porridge, or just oats. Yeah, porridge is a really good shout. The reason really for that is because it's very filling. Remember, the, the context here is the goal is weight loss. 
So, you know, it's filling. It's not mega high in calories. It's customizable. You can add fruit to it. You can add some, you know, low-calorie syrup to it. Uh, go rogue and throw a spoonful of Nutella in there, you know, whatever. But um, also, chances are it's going to... It's that slow-burning fuel, isn't it? It's actually going to fuel your activity. So, you know, you might end up burning more calories throughout the day. I recently gave it... I did a meal plan for someone recently, and that was literally their breakfast, which is porridge, because it was like a double portion of porridge and milk. And you think that's actually got a lot of lot of protein in. Oh, yeah. Quite a lot of carbs in. Quite a deep... Depending on what milk you have, uh, the fat content. Moving on, but yeah, we, we've established that por- breakfast, obviously, there is potential there for the traditional breakfast meals to get in some good food. And if you miss that out, you could lose out on those benefits. But you don't have to. You don't have to. I always eat breakfast because of the fact that I... So I look at the tank that is your energy system and everything like that, and I like to fill it full of protein before I go smash myself in the gym. That's that. Yeah, put it in before it gets used. So I always, yeah, I'll have four eggs and a bowl of um, granola, homemade granola every morning. And I have done for the past six months and it's worked out I really well I just need to get me. the calories in, mate, to be honest. It's just easy because of my calorie target. I, it's just an easier way of me getting in by having these meals split, spread out. Instead of having all of it in one go, it's just easier yeah. to spread out so I don't feel hungry. Yeah. See, for me, it's just, as long as I don't get arsy, you know, if I get ratty or I'm really tired, it's like I'm low on sugar or I'm like, I'm, you, I'm, I'm you like get hangry. You're hangry. I get hangry, yeah. So my balance is as long as I'm relatively full, I'm happy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and my protein high. That's that's about it for me. There's nothing worse than a hangry NCO. Yeah, it's not, mate. And I am. God. So and I'm especially when that, that hangry NCO works in the gym as well. Mm. You know, Jesus. Those of yeah. my listeners have no idea keep, what's going on right now. Like, all, all I'm NCO. saying is keep your, your PTI Keep your PT, keep your PE teacher. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> Just keep them well fed. <laughs> yeah. Keep your PE teacher well fed. Don't pay us. Just bring us in yum yums. <laughs> this you sounds a bit nonsy now, doesn't it? Whoa, you never had a yum yum? They are good. Mm, they are fucking good. good. Wenzel's doing right, nice next yum point, yum. Bill. Next yeah. point. Let's get to the next one. Next one <laughs> is quite. It's quite similar, actually. Moving on, quite. It's. Uh, Eat regular meals. So they've put eating at regular times during the day helps burn calories at a faster rate. It also reduces the temptation to snack on foods high in fat and sugar. So I actually found some data on this, which was quite interesting. Oh. So I'll read you out some some good stuff. Just bear with me. He's, he's looking up at now, isn't he? He's like, shit. Like, what Google. people don't realise is that there's been like 10 minutes worth of silence, but the way it's edited... Is he just comes in as if he's got it ready, bish bash bosh. Yeah, he's literally... good to go, right. Oh, now you're back. Oh, God. Guys, guys, I didn't I go thought... anywhere, guys. I literally had, I oh, had up ready to go. Me, me and about? we have literally just watched an episode of Simpsons in, in oh. the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Right. Anyway, I'll read out the conclusion to this meta analysis, which talked about this specific point. So it said, although the initial results of the present meta-analysis suggest a potential benefit of increased feeding frequencies for enhancing body composition, these findings need to be interpreted with circumspection. The positive relationship between the number of meals consumed and improvements in body composition were largely attributed to the results of a single study, calling into question the veracity of results. Moreover, the small difference in magnitude of effect between frequencies suggests that any potential benefits, if they exist at all, have limited practical significance. Given that adherence is of a primary concern respect to nutritional prescription, the number of daily meals consumed should come down to personal choice if one's goal is to improve body composition. 
Does everyone understand what that basically meant? Yeah, so just for the normies out there, uh, and I mean that in a nice <laughs> right, way. No, but like when we talk about meal frequency, it's basically just, it's literally how many meals you have a day, you know. And that 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 rhetoric is still out there, that, oh, the more meals you eat a day, the more calories you're burning because you're not, you're not turning your body off. It's constantly, you know, it's, it's like you're constantly revving up the engine. And yeah, pretty much like what you just said there, Bill, it's, it comes down to preference. For some people, they might do better with three meals a day, two meals a day. Some yeah. lunatics do small six meals a day. Yeah, you know, handful it, of grazing consistently throughout the day. Well, that sort of point out as well, that, that meta-analysis, which we spoke about before, meta-analysis is like a pool of studies. And even they said that all the positive attributes to a, a more meal frequency came down to pretty much one study. So if you imagine there's multiple studies that all the positives basically all stem from one study, which kind of puts into question that it's not really yeah. that significant. And they even concluded with the differences are so insignificant that you should really just look at personal choice instead of saying to someone, you must have six meals a day. The only, t- the only reason it's better sometimes for people to have six meals a day, like that magic number, is because it's easier to get in a certain amount of food and it's easier for them to feel f- like more full throughout the day because if you just have one large meal, some- it doesn't work for some people. They need, to, they need to snack throughout the day, but if you give them planned meals throughout the day, they're less likely to want to snack because they're eating yeah. frequently throughout the day. And that, that it depends on the person. It feels course. like you're, if it's like, well, what's the, what, okay, there's no point, you know, pecking, peck, getting peckish on something, snacking on something. I'm going to be eating again in about two hours anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, that can work for some people. But obviously, we know intermittent fasting works as well. So for some people as well, I mean, so at the moment, we talk about weight loss, it is down to calories in versus calories out at the end of the day. However, it's if you're also taking on board macronutrients, you might find that by increasing the frequencies of meals, so adding more meals throughout the day, you might find it's a lot more easier to kind of be able to stomach the amount of protein you might be consuming. Yeah, protein's a big one, isn't it? That's the most common reason why people split, isn't it? Protein. I mean, when I've done intermittent fasting in the past, uh, and I, I do it every now and again as well, depending on how busy my day is, but trying to get 90 grams of protein in a single meal is a fucking, it is a struggle. It is a Saying big that struggle. my protein do um, fucking protein pancakes and it's nearly nearly eighty grams of protein in a sitting. So pancakes are bloody filling, especially uh, protein pancakes. I've, I've, All I'm I've, saying is whew. I've been hitting three a night every night. <laughs> delicious. My protein. If you're looking for a sponsor, I am I am ready. Uh, if they're going to no. give Andy a my protein sponsor, if you give me the my vegan sponsor as the alternative. Oh. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, shout out there, nice. Uh, quickly, just want to wrap up uh, on this point because we they talk about sort of uh, meal frequency, but there's also about meal type, uh, sort of meal consistency. Sorry. So this this study as well also said that there is emerging evidence that an irregular eating pattern can have negative metabolic effects, at least in the absence of formal exercise. So if you're not doing any sort of exercise routine and you're just eating, having an irregular eating pattern, it's saying they could have ne- negative metabolic effects. This gives credence to the hypothesis that it may be beneficial to stay consistent with a given meal frequency throughout the week. That's saying if you've got a certain a set meal frequency it's not good to go rogue and constantly keep changing it so like if one day you're having this amount of meals and next day you're having one then you have four then you have one we're creatures of habit we do well with routine it's it's, i i feel it's biologically in our nature to like to get up at a certain time like to do this by that you know and and all of this comes down to being in a happy place so if you're if you're like you got to look at like how you've grown up, you know, and it takes it takes a really long time. If you spent your child like from the moment you're born or whatever, or 
However, you, you from the age of like three or four, you're sat down, you're eating meals with family. There becomes a big pattern of your life that you, you've spent doing the same thing. Jumping in and out of patterns makes people unhappy. Like, look how you, you take anyone and everything, keep them up a few hours extra from what they're used to. Next day, in shit state. And the pattern all rolls downhill from there. Yeah. I don't you feel become good more rash, don't you? Yeah. Um, you yeah, your irritation levels rise. So you'll make more fucking worse decisions and you can, you can spiral down this, hu- um, this, this hole. So yeah, definitely just sort of zone in. It doesn't have to be sort of rigidly like at eight o'clock, I yeah. have to fucking eat yeah, this. Yeah. But give yourself that time frame. Yeah, eating regularly is, is a big one for me. I, 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 agree I can make an example. Like if, let's say I have my normal meal Saturday. If I then suddenly have to do something which requires me to have to kind of, let's say I'm on a long car journey, I've got to stop twice at the services. I'm just making. I'm just picking anything up and banging it in the basket. I'm not really focusing. On, I'm not being mindful about what I eat because I'm used to my set routines of what I have in my own home. But I'm now buying random shit, which yeah. could, if I'm doing that every other day, every week, my eating patterns are all over the place. So as I can, I can see why that would have a negative negative effect metabolically um, compared to if it was regular throughout the week. Yeah, when it's done consistently. Yeah, I mean, as Andy touched on earlier, we're creatures of habit, and in regards to successful. <sighs> In regards to successful weight loss, it is about building up on habits at the end of the day. It is about building up on habits because habits, a habit is something you just you just do without putting much thought into it. And it's usually something that happens without having to feel like you need to be motivated for it either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. But, you know, if you're in regards to you eat a certain amount of meals a day because it's just your habit, that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. You don't want to start changing up something and making it overly complicated. Next point then, guys, this one doesn't need too much explaining. It's pretty self-explanatory. Get more active. I mean, as as Tom said earlier, if you want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. A way of achieving that uh, you know, easier without having to strip back on all your food is by getting more active, by burning more calories. We've yeah. spoke numerous times in previous episodes the benefits of exercise. If you've, if you've been listening to our episodes, you'll know how important it is to exercise both physically and mentally. So has anyone got anything else to add on that? I think that's a good point they've um, made. It's pretty straight to the point. Yeah, uh, don't... Don't go out if you're if you're going from a if you're deciding to change something like oh, I want to be more active. Don't overdo it. I find most people 90 percent of people fail because they're trying to change so much so quick. They burn out, um, and it it can be as little as do you know these these people that drive ten minutes to go to the shop to drive ten minutes to come back. Mm. Instead, put it on a walk. You know, like yeah. let's get the kids. Let's let's get out, and it can be that them slight subtle changes that change over time that turn into a big change once again that goes with habit doesn't it yeah i mean uh yeah i want to i want to prop that up actually because when for a lot of people when you mention i'll oh, get active a lot of the time the first kind of like alarm that rings off is they assume oh i've got to go to a gym i've got to take up yeah. a class i've got, got to, to start take running up. long distance i've got to be sweaty yeah I've got to be this yeah. and it doesn't have to be people underestimate just walking you know, walking for for you know, walking is free at the end of the day. It's free. Most of us can do it. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be things like time constraints, etc. But that's why, like what Annie says, you can you've not got to have dedicated times to go out for walks. You can combine them with everyday life. Whether you're going to the shop, whether you're going to work, there's the old um, there's the old tip where you can. I know it sounds a bit drastic, but it's not really if you think about it. Where if you work in London just simply getting off a stop early yeah you know walking and the rest walking of the, way. the rest of the way 
or park in your car on a car park that's slightly further away. And a eventually, one does that exact same thing: parks at a different car park, then walks from the car park to the train station. Yeah, I used to do it, and it used to up my step activity. And people really don't realise like how many calories get burned just by walking, <laughs> just by walking. Massively underrated. You know, half hour of activity a day. You know, ban on happy days. Props to the NHS here. They've actually got on their on the little bio it says find an activity you enjoy, and they've got a link, and that link actually takes you some good information. They tell you basically how much exercise you need. They've got the couch to five gay pro uh, <laughs> couch to five k. <laughs> <laughs> couch to five gay. <laughs> <What? that in. laughs> right, yeah, couch to five k. You got progressively overload to get gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they've got that in there. Fuck, so you just throw me off here. They've got exercise tips. Um, oh, tips! Got fit- <laughs> oh my god! They've got fitness yeah. guides, but which has got some funny stuff. Fitness guides. They've got. got- <laughs> Bill, Jesus Christ! You've Tom. just got engaged, and you're thinking about the other men. Oh my god! Don't say that because if she fucking listens to this, she's gonna lose her shit because of that, right? Anyway, you're the one coming out with it. It was a mistake. It's a bit of words. Listen, it's all right. The Padre's not going to find out. Let's continue. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Anyway, so they've, they've got like a magnitude of information on there. They've got a load of 10-minute workouts, which is obviously great for the general pop to get a bit of workout in. Um, some of them, though, we've spoke about on our toning episode. They've got workouts called 10-minute firm butt workout, 10-minute home toning workout, 10-minute legs, bums, and tums workout. We spoke about this terminology before on our episode about toning, so you can go back and listen to that episode. Uh, it's called Toning. Um we discussed the term like where but they're, they're, they're trying to go to the general population they're trying to get people excited to exercise and we've we've we established that we understand these words get people excited even though they yeah. do, they mean fuck yeah. all they're a bit stupid but if a if a, if a mum if a single mum who hasn't got much time to exercise these are 10 minutes bum tums and fucking whatever she's gonna go oh i like that I i'm gonna that. do that yeah that's yeah. what i want to work whether it works bums and tums and is irrelevant is the NHS's way of going you're getting exactly. active whether you like because it or if, not if it said a 10 minute anaerobic fucking wad De- they're going to yeah, be like anaerobic development <laughs> session you'd be like yeah, oh, be like, bore off say again yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking here we go yeah so exercise get more active get exercise of course we've spoke about it multiple times the benefits so yeah get, get moving next one uh, something I've been doing consistently throughout the podcast as I always do is drink plenty of water ooh I don't believe in this excuse me I think that you can drink four monsters a day and oh work just as optimal as drinking four glasses of water. Yeah, it's well, it's got water in it, ain't it? it it's liquid. Do you know what? I've got the a monster. Same thing. You know, uh, let's have a look. Disclaimer: yeah. ignore everything. It, <laughs> it contains carbon, carbonated water. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Right, I get what you're saying, guys, but the point the point this is trying to make here is that people sometimes confuse hunger with thirst. Yes, so absolutely. Yes. You'll you'll be because a lot of people they'll they won't drink a lot of water. They'll just have a few teas, and that'll be all that they'll have is a few teas throughout the day, and they'll be hungry and go, "I'm fucking starving. I'm going to have this yeah. snack." But really, all they need to do is have a glass of water. Yeah, I find nine times out of ten, when people do you know when people chase that hunger, they're like, "I'm I'm hungry for something. I don't know what it is. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry." Thirsty. Nine times out of ten. Just have a drink. You'll be sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's obviously a way of reducing your calories, isn't it? To get in that yeah, calorie deficit. If you're dri- you don't want to be drinking. A, you, yeah. If it's an ultra monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. No calories. Zero or a rain. Sugar. Or a rain, oh. you know? No, they taste rats, mate. I can't deal with them. They're yeah, horrible. they're a bit too sweet, I find. They're yeah, bit... they're way too sweet. They've yeah. got fucking one gram of BC fucking AAs in them, which is a load of toss anyway. Which They've does got fucking... fuck all. Yeah, but I don't yeah, drink it. Just... I drink it for the water. 
Oh, fuck off, Tom. You jiggle for the piss off. <laughs> jiggle no, but on serious note, no. so I've, I've always grown up with, um, first thing you do is you have a glass of water in the morning. Yeah. For anything, for cooking. Anything. I know someone who used to get up and have a fucking, see this thing here, like that, this big thing I've got here. Yeah. Someone who used to drink a full one of these when they first woke up. Oh, no way. That's yeah, way. Two liters down, down. there, like... They were like, yeah, I've been I've been thirsty all night because I've I've been sleeping, so I need to rehydrate. They just downed it. I was like, well, that, that doesn't seem very um. Yeah, I feel like there's too much going in, uh, so that's going to come out quite rapid. Uh, but they might not have another drink for ages. I don't know that. Maybe they they knew they couldn't have another drink for like a few hours because they were travelling or something. Or I don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, basically, guys, drink more water. But in yeah. the context, once again, since we're talking about weight loss, you know, maintain hydration. Uh, you know staying hydrated can affect your energy levels as well in the day and the whole point is you want to be burning calories so you know if uh drinking water helps you maintain your energy levels and yeah of course you need to keep hydrated especially in regards to weight loss yeah of course um we'll move on to the next one which is something we spoke about heavily on previous podcasts and that's about the importance of fiber now obviously they're talking about weight loss so they're going down the route of fiber making you feel more full we've spoke about the other benefits of it such as uh, reducing the risk of things like colorectal cancer we'll have all the studies to these other health benefits in the show notes but we're focused talking about on weight loss here so what do we know about fiber and its ability to make you feel more full is that is that a proper gen i mean the carnivores will obviously tell you that's bullshit um yeah yeah, mate. I mean, fiber uh, def- definitely helps with weight loss. I mean, fiber, like protein, it kind of helps with, um, I can never pronounce this word, Bill. I know you're good at it. Um, satiety. Satiety. Satiety, that's uh, it. Did I just do it right? Satiating effects. Satiating yes, effects. That one. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's shown to kind of, um, you know, help keep you fuller for longer, basically. That's what we mean when we say yeah. the word satiety. And normally the foods that are high in the in fiber, like your whole grains, your your legumes, your rice, you've, you've, these these are good foods you want to be getting in. You know the, the wholesome foods which have got the the properties which can help with these other conditions. So not only could I mean yeah they're they're saying it can make you feel more full, but I think more importantly is the fact that it can help with these other diseases like we spoke about on previous podcasts. Before yeah, a little bit one. more fiber in your diet won't hurt anyone. Yeah, too much though. Oh yeah, you've been trouble. <laughs> yeah, no if, you have, if you have 15 ready to drink cures a day, you might have a bit of a toilet problem. Yeah, as we established you might not on be able to poo. And it, when you do, it'd be like a brick. Oh yeah. wow, that's an image to conjure up, isn't it? <laughs> and it will come out square as well. Yeah, like, I mean, um, you know, the, the majority of the, po- the general population don't consume enough fiber. Mm. They don't consume enough fiber, so even and that's probably why Huel has it packed in. You know, that, yeah. that's probably a reason why they've got a lot of it. Oh, we're still barking up Huel's tree, are we? Yeah, then I'll get well, back I to like it. it. I've not heard back, get back from to me. Did they get back to me, Andy? And is anyone ever going to get back to us the way we come across? Absolutely not. They, well, you know, they, they they drove past and shouted something out the window uh, twelve o'clock in the night after that podcast. But um, no, other than that, they've just uh, they've not really contacted me. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Move on to the next one, guys. Point number seven now, which is I, I like this one. Read read food labels. Uh, it just makes you more mindful, doesn't it? Makes you more aware of the food you're actually eating and what's inside it. Yeah, but again, if if you don't fully understand them, it can, yeah, it can be quite point. it can be quite daunting, daunting to look at this. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what like what your body needs, mm. like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? That if you could look at the back, yeah, of something because, and be like, because oh. the package packaging is aimed at towards the daily. Um, 
amount that an average person needs. So you've got all the color codes are designed yeah. for certain people, like a very general niche, not niche, obviously general, I should say. When we're For us, for example, that's no good to us because we'd have a completely different set of um, nutritional requirements. Yeah. And as you said, if you look at the back of a packaging and it says per portion, some people are just like, what? Okay, but for example, cereal. This is an example of where people should really fucking label. Cereal is an absolute demon. If you if you pour out a portion of cereal, it is fucking nothing. But it's quite calorie dense. But people will fill up a bowl of cereal. Yeah. And think, yeah, that's me good to go. But that'd be like 800 calories in that bowl if you include the milk. And they'll be like, why am I putting on weight? It's because you're smashing like... You need to... That's why reading labels can make you understand of portion sizes. That... Yeah, because they talk about like cereal being like 40, 40 grams a typical... Typical of yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's like, it's like half Funny. a handful. <laughs> ne- yeah, yeah. Never have I been so disappointed until I weighed out forty grams of, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. these. <laughs> I first time I did it, I thought my scales were broke, so I tipped yeah. eighty, and I was happy. It's like it's like finding out Father Christmas isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Don't you oh, ever say that? Brilliant. We've got no kids listening anyway, so it's fine. We might do. He is real. I kind of included well, we the old PE teachers thing earlier. Well, we've got we've, we're classing an explicit podcast, so they shouldn't be listening. Yeah, but um, same with pasta. Have you guys know the pasta as well? People don't. If you don't, pasta's not too much. A portion, seventy-five grams of dry pasta is not a lot. I tell you what, another one is oils. Oh, oh yeah, wow, yeah. People need to read that. If they look on the if you, so oil, you normally put a tablespoon, like a tablespoon's a normal measurement of oil. Yeah, you look on the back of a tub of oil, ten milliliters of oil is about a hundred odd calories. Yeah, it Crazy, is it? brutal. <laughs> Or eight, about eight, sorry, eight, sorry. Yeah, tablespoons about 120, and then I think like uh, 10 mil is about like 80 or something like that. So it's quite that. That's ridiculous. People don't think about that. How many calories are in just a bit of oil they put? I in the mean, pan. with regards to food labelling and um, you know suggesting people read them, it's depending on who you kind of talk to. It's, it could be seen as a controversial subject, uh, particularly for people that say you know it's with food labelling. It's it's regulation now, isn't it? It's there whether you want it to be or not. So I have heard the argument, you know, that it kind of demonises some food and uh, people with eating disorders, it can kind of trigger them off. I was going to say the same thing. Eaters, those big yeah. red labels when it's like, this is bad. Look how red this is. It might be like, oh, what? You know, I so, don't want that now. So I, might do, not eat. <laughs> I, do, I do have empathy for people that could be kind of triggered by that. But it's one of those things where... I, I the masses, mate. I, I have to kind of, yeah, I have to throw my... I'm, I know it sounds a bit, you know, brutal, but I have to kind of throw, throw my lot in here honest to God, with the general population. Yeah, you have to. You, know, yeah, you have to. But at the end of the day, I'll say the general population don't give a shit and don't look at the traffic light system we have anyway. You know? The thing is, it's, it, it means well. It does mean well. It means well, and it's, and it's actually there to try and help you make a better decision. Exactly. And the thing is, like, a lot of people have seen the traffic light system as being restrictive, as in it guilts you not to try these things. But actually, when I first started learning about calories and I started looking at the... Uh, the um, traffic light system it actually introduced me to a lot of new foods because i was yeah, actually yeah. going for the traffic light system i was going around the fruit and veg aisle things i'd never even dreamed of looking at and i was like well this is something that i could kind of help to bulk up my curry here so you know i've, I've never tried a zucchini in my whole fucking life and now it's one of my favorite vegetables it makes you aware as well doesn't it of certain foods that you thought you'd normally you'd throw on your plate yeah top tip for the gentleman that just get married uh, you don't have to really worry about the traffic light system because they'll sort that all for you. Um, they just cook cook good good food. Um, I'm very lucky. That, and then that's that. She cooks some good plant based meals, your uh, missus, doesn't she? She, she does indeed, mate. Doing for the team, but I'll eat it. 
<laughs> you know, I've had a bit. I yeah, but she cooks like proper plant-based meals, like like lentil salads and stuff, not yeah. like fake meat and shit. It's like proper yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. plant-based food. Proper, yeah. She's like, uh, we're not eating uh, meat twice a week now. I'm like, oh, looks like I'm going to have to go to KFC <laughs> twice a week now. <laughs> yeah, on the slide. I think you're right. I'm not going to podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. No, she, no, she's good. I'll give her that. She's, yeah. she's good. Just to clarify, I would not mind barking up KFC's um, tree for a sponsorship. You know, <laughs> I will sell myself literally, for a bucket. Bill, literally, <laughs> genuinely see a fist coming through that screen. Didn't they do a vegan face. burger at one point? It's got horrendous reviews, mate. I've not even I've tried it. it. Yeah. That's yeah. just the meat eaters, though. You know, just taking the mick a little bit. That's all. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, there's been... Aurelius stood outside of KFC. Carnivore. Yeah, yeah. No, no meat. No, no meat. Oh, that, that, that was like it was basically like the, the meat eater version of saying you know you're, you're not welcome around these parts right let's move on to the next one before we lose out of control but yeah reading food uh, reading food labels I'd recommend it. it doesn't take much to do and it's quite simple to do it can just help out uh, next one is uh, we had a bit of a laugh at this before is use a smaller plate it's now, you just look Tom, greedier when you put pile food on. <laughs> the first thing that me and Tom thought of when we saw use a smaller plate was uh, if you've heard of Alan Partridge, he's got a um, it's a it's a character by Steve Coogan, and he basically has a sketch where he goes to a buffet, a breakfast buffet, and it's like basically fill your plate. So he brings his own fucking plate, and I tell you what, this plate is massive. <laughs> That's it, because uh, he's going about fitting his full English onto an eight-inch plate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he yeah. brings his own plate in a briefcase, which is twelve inches. <laughs> and I tell you what, massive, if you go to like a Chinese buffet, well, and you have to uh, have a certain amount of like um, times you go up to the buffet, which I have actually been to, by the way. When I actually mentioned this to someone, they actually said they don't do that. You can go up as many times as you want. I've actually been to a buffet where they said you can only go up a certain amount of times. Name and shame. It was in, up north and it actually closed down. Oh, fucking definitely, well. definitely not. Definitely not because I left them a bad review. <laughs> and I, <laughs> but I tell you, I'll let you guys go first because I have got something about this. But no, you guys go first. I understand it. I do understand it because like... It, it can help you eat smaller portions because sometimes people are, they've got, as I said with the cereal thing, you fill your bowl with cereal because you just want to fill your bowl. You're not really concerned about how much you put in there. And we've just established that calories in cereal is quite dense. You fill your bowl up, you're getting a lot of fucking calories in. So by maybe having a smaller bowl or, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to mitigate the damage that you could cause without looking so because some people don't want to have to look they don't weigh their food out so if no. you don't want to be that person who weighs their food maybe you do could benefit from a smaller plate or a smaller bowl to stop you from overfilling because people just naturally do it don't they they just fill what they've got a lot of people will will cook food to fit their plate as well yes mm-hmm. yeah. so what you'll find is my wife's done this a few times because we've actually got some like really big do you know when you get the the big dishes and then you get like a smaller bowl that sits on the top, like a sort of a dinner set type thing. Yes. So we've yeah. got these quite larger bowls. And my missus is really good with the fact that she'll, she kind of knows what we all need, not the fact that she's like, you're not turning into pigs, it's not happening. So sometimes when we've had these bigger dishes, we've put the right amount of food on the plate and it kind of looks a little bit bare. It kind of looks like we're yeah. poor because mm. it's like you can, you've got like half inch all the way around this plate of just nothingness. So we're just like, oh, should we put more on it? And really, that's kind of what people are doing. They're just like, oh, if you've got this big plate, you are probably going to be like, oh, I'm going to put like a couple more sausages here. Oh, I'll, I'll put more of this there and I'll put more of that there just because they want 
most people like their food to look pretty as well. Yeah. And if you like you've got too big of a bowl, like a Henry VIII set up. Yeah. Where... So yeah, def- <laughs> I def- definitely. If you're looking to lose weight, that might be maybe not straight away. Maybe try a couple of these things because what we're not saying suggesting is go out and buy all new fucking crockery from day one. You no, know, of course not. Funny enough, when I was doing intermittent fasting, it was also at a time when I was extremely active at that time in my life. So the food I had to eat, I, I had to eat a lot of food, but at the same time I was intermittent fasting. I had no fucking idea why, because it was a struggle because of the amount of calories I had to consume. And each and there was actually a, there was a point in time where at dinner I had to have my meals spread across two plates. Nice. Jesus. Just, you know, low-key flex there. But, you know, going back to um, what you guys were saying about the cereal... That is actually the best example I could think about this. I know we're talking about plates, and obviously, you know, cereal comes in bowls. Um, you, you could eat your cereal on a plate. It'd be weird. be hard. It'd be, it'd have to be like a pretty deep plate. You know, you get like a deep dish well, plate. Well, technically, no, because you don't have to put milk in it, do you? I tell you what, this could be a chat shit, get fit challenge. Just tag us in your images, your images of you eating cereal on a plate. Now, yeah. the thing like is... That, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. It's got to be cereal, but obviously, but it has to have milk on it as well. Oh, oh see, boys, I've got a good idea here, lads. For the best, a best attempt at cereal on a plate of milk, we'll send them a free chat shit get fit t shirt. I'll speak to our friends at Trident. Oh, I'll get a t shirt made up and we'll send, I want to see a picture. Actually, fuck it. Give me a video of you eating the cereal off this plate of milk. <laughs> Best attempt, we'll get a free T-shirt. But it's right, got yeah. to be a good effort with the milk, not a little dribble. Oh, yeah. that's, you know, not you've a got dribble. To, you know. Yeah, your plate, it needs, it needs to be yeah. brimmers. It needs but, to be brimmers to the edge <laughs> of the plate. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? I did actually have a point about this, but I'm so lost in this idea now of this challenge. But I mean... Um, I like it. We, we get something called portion distortion, you know, which is where, you know, we, we don't realise the portions of what we should be having when we kind of eyeball certain um, foods. So that's why you get the whole, like, a, oh, have like a handful of um, protein. No, sorry, a palmful of protein, um, two palmfuls for men, I think it is. I'm, I, I don't know off by heart how they do it with hand sizes, so I'm not going to start quoting it. Or palmfuls for CrossFit athletes. Yeah, there you go. Here you go. You know, and then you've got like the other systems, so like a, a bucket of jelly, um a a a hammock of carbohydrates a a uh, traffic warden's hat of fat anyway aside from that going back to portion distortion um i mean i've had that before so this is i've had the same fucking cutlery bowls and plates since i did my pt course right now you guys like picture a normal bowl in your head right this is what i used to have my cereal out of and i used to fill it to the brim and this is actually a ramen bowl Look how deep that is. Oh, Jesus. That is deep. Mate, now, you're I getting used... like uh, probably a thousand calories in that. Easy yeah. peasy. Look, it's actually, but you're probably wondering why there's a hole in it. That's for my chopsticks to go through. But I actually used to drink the milk out of that little hole. <laughs> That's ingenious thinking. But I mean. At least you know he's getting a lot of protein. In that yeah, meal. exactly. So I had to hand my spoon on and all. But yeah, I mean, you can see from portion distortion. You know, for me to feel that and just assume, well, I'm just having a bowl of cereal. I'm not. I'm having like... The size of your head. Stick exactly. Your head. Is, it, is it a hat? It is like a size 7 helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Look at that. That is genuinely Get, a, get a bit of scrim on that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it goes it goes the same with plates as well. And as Andy kind of says, it gives you the illusion that, oh, do you know what? This is like a really piddly meal here. Yeah. This barely looks like anything just because you're eating you it. Off the point of they're massive... making here, Tom. The point they make on this NHS thing is about 
a, a thing I've heard quite a few times, and what your thoughts are, is that the fact that when we eat, your body takes like that 15, 20 minute window to actually feel the effects of the food and actually feel full. So people, yeah. when they've had a, when they've had what they need to have, they could just stop, wait a bit, and they'd be full. But because they're not, they don't feel full instantly. They just keep eating. They're not because you, you don't feel full straight away. So you could just finish what you've got, and then you feel over full. Yeah, yeah, normally yeah. what happens is you hit that wall, don't you? Like, oh, yeah. and it's well, like... Let's look, we're coming up to Christmas. Lads, we're coming up to Christmas now. We've all been there. You smash a massive Christmas meal, more than you're fucking capable of. You you feel fine at the time because your body hasn't processed that food yet in your brain, in your body, your guts. But then 20 minutes later, you're all on the sofa, either, on a, either comatose or feeling sick. And that's yeah. because your body is like, you've eaten Food's too about much there. Now. And you can yeah. feel it like pushing on your hands. At, at the time, like, at the time, you're fine, aren't you? You're fine at the time. Yeah. So that, that's a prime example of how you could, at the time, eat loads, but your body doesn't need it at all. So I grew up, I grew up on these big meals. Like, do you know when you, you get a plate and it was fucking, it was a mountain of food? Yeah, yeah. And you, you just ate through it. You, you sat there, head down, and you fucking rammed it in. And you're like, my mum was like, you're not leaving the table till it's all done. Like, fucking hell, okay, cool, yeah. And I would come away from it like, going, oh my God, I'm going to shit myself. And it's, yeah. It, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. And it's just a case of, I think... Did you ever shit yourself? No, no, no. I don't make food like that. <laughs> Fucking hell, calm down, mate. Like there was that one time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Push it back in, Andy. No, you're not yeah. going to help. <laughs> just like, oh my God, just sort of put a thumb up there and held it. I was like, you ain't coming out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rats. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to get edited. Um, yeah... Fucking next one. Next one. <laughs> was, we'll end on that point of Andy having a thumb yeah. in his ass. Right. <laughs> next one I think is actually quite a um it's quite I think it could be quite good. Do do not ban foods. Because I feel like by banning anything, it's like the big red button, isn't it? Big red button. If you say to someone you are no longer allowed to have any chocolate, they're gonna be like every time they see chocolate, chocolate, they're gonna be like, I really want some chocolate. I always say, if you've got a craving you got a craving just get fucking get rid of it just give in the longer you leave that craving like the longer you just sit there craving it the more it's going to build up and you're going to get to a point where you explode and you're going to spiral and you're just going to be surrounded by fucking chocolates and cakes and whatever food That's that it, you mate. desire you know yeah i did this exact two weeks two weeks ago i i decided to give up sugar like all processy shit and i was going really 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 well and i had a really bad day at work and it took me like a week to get away from it because I just really? creamed in and I went through every cupboard in the house and I ate everything. And I mean really? everything, yeah. I, to a point where I was genuinely feeling shit the next day and I just carried on for like a week. I was just ramming in, going to the shop, just ramming in chocolate, ramming in sweets. Mate, um, I've done that before, yeah. So I can definitely, um, yeah, I definitely agree with this one. It's something that should, this is, because... It's not an addiction. It's not a drug, but it is very. It's nice, it? yeah. But because people like to take anything, people yeah. like pleasure, and these food, highly palatable foods, give us pleasure because they taste nice. That's why people actively sort out You're tasty food. In it, and people want that. They they get fucking needy for it, don't they? Mm. Um. So this is actually, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people would kind of like look at this at face value and then just kind of like go, well, no. The point is, you should be banning foods. Ban the bad foods but this is a really good one actually because so it's pretty much how you guys just described it and i can't really put any better than that i mean there is like a sciencey kind of thing about this it's called the ras uh, system or 
the reticular activating system basically and what it is it's um it's a network of neurons and it's located in the brain and it aids us with like processing information and it it mediates what we focus on and it's the simplest way to put it is the more you try to ignore something it's as bill said big red button the more you try to ignore something the more it will make itself the bigger it in your presence yeah in your presence it's like if you I think you can slowly eliminate these foods couldn't you if you did it slowly and gradually you could potentially get to a point where you don't want them anymore so if you're like every now and it just pull it back like the amount of it or the frequency of it you could build up you, a you yeah i mean you could you could do or you could just kind of free yourself from that guilt so you think to yourself if i want something i'll have, I'll it. have it now this mm. isn't this is the fucking straw man argument this isn't us saying go rogue with it you yeah, know fucking hell yeah don't no, because some of, people that's why they're obese because they just keep giving in every fucking you need to, two minutes. You need to be sensible with it. You need to be sensible with it. It's got to the point now, especially in regards to the holy fuck, am I actually going to go here? Yeah, fuck it. Safety's off. In regards to the healthier every size crowd, they've kind of got the idea that you're supposed to just go completely rogue with it. Now that isn't the case. Is is to have this freedom with food, but you know you're not going completely rogue with it at the end of the day. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, let's just say that you've got this mindset where biscuits are bad, biscuits are bad, do not have biscuits, whatever you do, don't think about them, do not have them, blah, 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 blah. You've demonised biscuits and then suddenly you go to Asda and you have to walk past the biscuit aisle. Suddenly it becomes really hard to kind of ignore them. Whereas if you go, do you know what, I like a biscuit, fuck it, have a hobnob, boom, done. Do you know what, I might have one tomorrow as well, move on. There you go, happy days. Yeah. And that's it. So I look at this sort of stuff. Uh, a, a great wise man once uh, said, with great power becomes great responsibility. Superman. Uh, you know it. And uh, and that comes down to this. And that... that, uh, that Wasn't that admits... Spider-Man? No. <sighs> no. Who? Did the uncle in Spider-Man say it despite... Uncle like, Ben? No. Wrapped no. His in. No. No. <laughs> Nah, it was uh, Clark it, Kent said that yeah. was Superman. Everyone yeah. knows that. Clark Kent said um, Superman. Yeah. And, and, Andy, did your two-pound headphones just die? <laughs> yeah, this one did. I saw that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even last the whole pod. It literally didn't last the whole podcast. <laughs> no, because I've been using them today. Go fuck yourself, all right? Um, <laughs> Absolute B&M headphones. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, yeah, where was I? Fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, yeah, so if it's that devil, it's that devil process, isn't it? The more you push away, the more that it's going to sneak up and bite you in the ass in the end. Enjoy your food, but not to a point where you're laying on your sofa and you find like under your tit or something, and I'm talking men here, uh, like a wedge of chocolate that you've missed. I think that's when there's potentially a problem, and it's melted, and it's you know. If you can hide bits of food in your body, then yeah, there's definitely a body composition <laughs> issue, isn't there? <laughs> right, we'll move on to the next point is interesting, actually, because we kind of just said about all this do not ban food stuff, and they've literally followed up with do not stock junk uh, food. So I, 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 I knew you was going to find this controversial. Yeah, because just the way it's placed after this last one about do not... But I actually like the idea of not stocking it, because I, for one, if I buy like a multi-pack of fucking chocolates or whatever it is it's getting hammered that day it's getting hammered it's getting hammered in a sitting i'm not i'm eating that i'm eating that if i go to like my parents house for example and i know they've got fucking stickies everywhere i'm eating it all yeah but then if i go to my house and i don't buy that because i buy i buy what i need for my diet plan whatever my lifestyle 
I, I'm fine with that. I can get on with that. But then if it's there, I'm fucking eating it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, do you know I what? I can see the argument of not stocking it. When I first saw this, I questioned it as well because I was like, that's almost like they're, they're contradicting what they said on the previous yeah, cool. point about, yeah. you know, uh, not banning yourself from foods. But actually, when I read it, I actually understand the context of this. It's not so much that you're banning foods from the house. It's just that you're not stockpiling it. Reducing the temptation because most people are going to be like, oh, I fancy a chocolate bar, but I've got nothing in the house. Okay, I'll get one yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So Instead not... of going, I'm going to go to the shop, I need four, ah, and yeah. smash well, Because people buy multi-packs, don't they? So if you've got like a massive multi-pack of like, I don't know, fucking really highly palatable uh, said food, oh, for example. Chocolate bourbons that were full a minute ago. See, yeah, now that's stockpiling. Smashed the packet, haven't you? Yeah, you've huh? stockpiled. You don't need that, do you? You don't. You don't need. Whereas, if you said to yourself, "Oh, I fancy a biscuit," you could potentially go go out or just get yourself go to, go grab a coffee and grab yourself a biscuit with a coffee or something. You know, this is actually something I I, I do at home, and that is if uh, I want a chocolate, I'll buy chocolate. I'll buy Reese's. But what I've stopped doing is buy multi packs. Yeah. Because yeah. I could go into that multi pack, and that multi pack becomes a single serving. Every time, and, every uh, time. The idea of this is, at the end of the day, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Yeah. It's out of like sight, that. out of mind. But it's not the same as you're not allowed this. You are allowed it. It's just that the temptation to have eat a whole stockpile's worth is not there. Do you know what I mean? So very rarely now will I buy multi-packs. They said opt for like stockpiling, basically opting for, they've said snacks such as fruit, unsalted rice cakes, oat cakes, uh, unsalted or unsweetened popcorn, things like that. Just because yeah. you could buy them in multi-packs and they could be quite moreish, but they could potentially be not as calorie dense. So Yeah, you look at pop look at popcorn, you can have you can have a fucking bag of it and it only be like a hundred to sixty calories. calories yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm talking like a monstrous bag of it as well. It's funny you say that. I do actually have some like uh, lightly po- light popcorn behind me. And I've and I've got that in a multi-pack, funny enough. And I've also got it's a quite multi- voluminous. You feel like yeah. you're getting quite a lot of food in, so it's it's great. Whereas you have like a whole bag of McCoy's crisps, like a big fucking share bag, which is not a share bag. Let's face it, that's very calorie dense. <laughs> I'll tell you what else where I have. I actually have rice cakes, but I have you know it's, it's a Kalo chocolate rice cakes. I've done cho- no Kalo, oh. Kalo, not Paleo, <laughs> not Paleo. <laughs> Are these the ones are these the ones when you got when you uh, time travelled? You picked them up from the supermarket. Oh, paleo rice cakes, yeah. Paleo rice yeah. cakes. Yeah. And ironically it's chocolate, caveman chocolate. Are you just drinking pure squash, Andy? Is that just like it's just it's not even diluted. It's just squash. <laughs> Straight out of it. Oh. Just a syrup. Yeah, look. It's green though. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's green. green though. It's double yeah, concentrate, it's but yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, um, anyway, I, I stockpile on what you can consider, Joe, I'm not going to say healthy snacks because, you know, it's a bit of a... You're labelling it. A false label. Yeah. But That's I've why got, I was careful why I said it. I've got high volume, low calorie snacks. I've got multi-packs of those and they actually, I, I'm not eating them because it's like, oh, it's just low calorie, isn't it? It's I generally like the taste of them. Do you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Don't force people to have these low calorie things just for the sake of it being low calorie. Actually, get things that you do enjoy. You know, my downfall is chocolate spread. Because what goes good with chocolate spread? Big Got bit of butter, 
Yeah, it's yeah. Slab oh. of fucking slab of bread, isn't it? Holy shit. And you're yeah. like, bam, bam. Um, 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 um. You're a monster, Half Andy. a loaf of bread gone. Oof. Do you know what? Half I did that a while, actually. <laughs> yeah, mate. I did that a while ago. I fucking got out the, the, the toasties and a big, thick bit of butter. And it was like you could oh. not see the crust. There was that amount on it. And I just covered oh, the rest of the teller. Now we're talking. And then uh, oh. shortly, after, shortly after that, I, went on, I decided to go into my deficit. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't. We're we just. The thing is, we are as a, as just like a society, we're just so bad at portion control. Like an example is, I went to Aldi not a few like last week, and they had these um, new vegan mince pies in there. They're really good. It's a four pack, and I was like, oh, four pack. Here we go. Uh, it didn't. It didn't last very long. Um, yeah, no and that, that's an example of I didn't need it, but I got excited about it. I bought it, and as I said, you, I did, you don't, you're not hungry, like but this. you've I'm all just eat eaten all. It. Yeah, and that, that's the problem. We need, I think you need, we need to just like we're not don't ban these foods, but just yeah. maybe just buy one, not not yeah, four. A little, bit, a little bit more aware, but then but then again, companies stuff like that they don't want you to, do they? Of course oh, not. No. Yeah. Never, there's never a single deal for buying one chocolate bar. The problem is, well, mate, is is money. If we bring in Tom's favourite fucking socio-economic buzzword, buying anything in bulk is cheaper. That's the problem as well, isn't it? You yeah. buy a multi-pack of crisps, it's a pound for like 10 bags. You buy one pack in its own, it's 50p. And at the end of the day, another another point to that is not everyone has the time to be going out once a day for their chocolate. You know? Well, yeah. yeah probably, hence the they, stock they're doing that in the first place, they've probably got a problem if they need to keep going out for... Becomes like it's like a drug addict, isn't it? Going out every day to get their fucking fix of <laughs> oh. stickies. <laughs> they're, they're, Just they're... coming out to get my Twix, scratching <laughs> yeah. at the tail. I'm ready to twix. You got any Twix? Is it, mate? Yeah, it's fucking mental. Right. That we'll move on to the the next point then, which is cut cut down on alcohol. Yeah, just cut it out, guys. Um, we, I don't want to seem like preachy because we're, everybody knows alcohol. You know, it's not in terms of health wise, there is like really not much benefit to it and if you're gonna if, you, if people say stuff like oh, having a glass of red wine all these antioxidant stuff but what, people very rarely have one glass or one beer now most english people drink to get steam in yeah yeah exactly a that's steaming the problem, person is genuinely a dick <laughs> and that's talking from an ex-dick well i'm sober and a reformed dick. dick yeah i'm a reformed dick yeah so everybody is a prick once they've had too much. They're a really good person. They're really funny. They're really nice. Boom, you're a dick. That's what happens with alcohol. And you're what's just it got to do with weight loss, mate? Because <laughs> you're just drinking excess. Don't drink. I feel, like, no need. I feel like you're just having like a dig it. I think you've got like a personal vendetta against people who drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, a se- on a serious note, though, I've got some, um, some numbers here because people aren't aware... It's the same with all liquid calories, really. People don't seem to be as aware of liquid you calories as solid. It. You don't no, we include don't, it. Right. Um, for example, I've got a few numbers here on actual um, alcohols just to give people a bit of context of how much you can actually get in these things. So, for example, a bottle of Budweiser, which is 330 mil, has 145 calories in. A large red wine will have 225. Fosters, like a pint of Fosters, which is what you normally see, 204. Carlin, which is quite a good one, 138. Guinness, which is probably one of the lowest, 125 in a Guinness. Really? For a pint is, of Guinness? Yeah. See, see that's what that surprises be, people. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It surprises people. I would have thought that'd be like a meal like replacement. A... No, no, 125. Um, gin, gin and tonic. So a double gin and tonic is 150. Basically, any double spirit and a sort of mixer will come in around 150. Um, vodka's slightly less. But people always think, oh, I was going to have gin and tonic. It'd be still healthy. But it's still quite a lot of calories in them. What was Bear that? Was that about 204? Most people will have more than five fucking beers in a night. Yeah. yeah. That's an extra thousand calories a night. This is a good point as well. 
So a lot of people don't even consider to count the calories when consuming alcohol. And for a lot of people, one drink leads to another. So it's very quick to kind of pile it on. But then there's another factor. Now, I'm talking in the context of we're all talking from the British point of view here. And when you go out again, absolutely steaming. Now, for our American listeners, when we can, when when we talk oh, about steaming, about, yeah, when we say steaming, we are talking about when you are absolutely fucked because you've when had you that have much to, to drink. squint and close one eye to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And this is before the baggaged. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like we a lot of the time we kind of it leads to food as well. Drinking does lead yeah. to food. You come out of the pub or you come out of the club. Dirty pizza. Yeah, dirty everything. Dirty pizza, dirty kebab. Dirty Subway. I've had a Subway at four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And this all adds up, doesn't it? I mean, do you know how rigid I am, guys? Right, so on a weekend, if I'm like, you know, chilling out, I'm having a couple of peronis or something, I'll actually count those calories and I'll reduce, for example, (laughs) in the earlier day, I'll cut down on the butter I put on my bread. I'll have half a tablespoon of oil instead. I'll do little little thing tricks to lower my other calories in the day so that I can actually count these beers. Yeah, because right. you need to be aware of beers. Like, for example, that bottle of Peroni, two of them is 300 calories. I need to then make that up somewhere. Otherwise, I'm not, obviously, if I'm going to go out on a session, I'm not going to sit there and be like, guys, I can only have two beers to be yeah. you go out, You go out on a fucking night out. But the key is, is do it in moderation. Don't go out every fucking weekend and get smashed and then wonder why you're getting fat. If, if you're kind of like, you know, some of us, I'm assuming, then like, you talk about trying to count calories when you're drinking. You know, I'm, I struggle to fucking count how many things on my hands yeah, I'm talking about home, mate. Not, I'm not, I'm not. When you go out, it's a different story. But if you're at home and you're having one beer, you uh, should maybe. You know what I mean? See, that says a lot about our thought processes, doesn't it? You're thinking about a nice, quiet gin sarno at home, and I'm thinking about <laughs> fucking tearing Getting up. Shires. You know, West London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waking up in a river. <laughs> yeah. We've got a big one I in the middle, regret, mate. <laughs> do you know what? I very rarely yeah. had an experience where you haven't woken up in someone else's house. Just like, what the fuck is going on? And this is why you don't drink, is, Andy. I've, yeah. I've actually, had the, <laughs> I've actually had the pleasure of actually going out drinking with Bill. And, um, you know, when I think about drinking, I just think about all these things I've found found out you know all these situations i found bill in when he's been drunk yeah Go on. explain a bit do you remember malia no i'm just thinking about whatever time it was in the morning when um you know i thought the door was locked because i couldn't open the door and it wasn't locked it was just that like you was passed out crumpled in a heap in front of it and i had to boot the door in while she was propped against it <laughs> <laughs> and i went in and it was nice. like a, and it was like a fucking scene from you know like you ever seen those murder murder photos of uh, Jack the Ripper's victims? It was like yeah, that. Yeah. I found Bill sprawled out on the fucking floor in his pants. There's our, the, our other friend is on the balcony, asleep on the balcony, because Bill had ruined both beds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't yeah, don't, content. Don't, don't drink, guys. Wasn't content with throwing up on just his own bed. He had to sabotage the other guy's bed as well. <laughs> <laughs> On, on a serious note, though, guys, I think we need to just clarify: we're not telling people to just like not drink at all. We understand that in a, in our society, it's a very it's ingrained as part of us. I'm not yeah, saying it's, it's our, good. It's because our culture, just, isn't it? It's part of our culture. I always say this in terms of everything. I when I discuss other stuff, for example, just because we've always done something doesn't mean it's right or it's it's good. So, but we completely get it. I like to have a drink. I completely get it. It's normal, but just moderation because it does. If you look, why, you why have to you understand the, that it does count. At the end of, of course, day, it does. your caloric intake. 
if we look at the old boys, I don't wanna I don't wanna like stigmatise people, but if you look at like the some of the older older fucking dads and that out of the world who have like they like to have a few beers in the evening, they start to get that beer belly. As they get older, you notice it gets yeah. bigger and it's bigger higher, and bigger. It? Just and there. That's it. Yeah. Next one. The, the last one actually, number twelve, we're at the end now. In fact, we've gone an hour twelve though. We've, we've, well, that's a long one. You, you say it's the end, but did we skip? Um, yeah, we eat skip fruits and vegetables. Bed. I was going to yeah, wait for the end to say that. We don't. Yeah, we don't need. We don't need. We don't need to eat fruit. You skipped we? point three. Okay. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. Um, hard fucking disagree with this. Carnivore <laughs> 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 right, nah. Honest to God, it does. It, you know, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Eat more fruit and vegetable. It's low in calories. It's high in volume. Uh, helps you yeah. keep fuller for longer, and you know it does help with your energy levels because of the micronutrients you're getting in as well, and fiber. Yes, you get more bang for your buck. It's actually relatively cheaper as well to get like fucking loads of greens. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of variety as well. Yeah. yeah. Ah, another thing actually in regards to particularly with vegetables, vegetables are a really good way to kind of bulk up your high calorie foods anyway so i actually do this with things like curry or even like spaghetti bolognese sometimes i'll actually half my carbohydrates if i'm really trying to reduce my calorie intake i'll half my carbohydrates so i'll chuck away some of the spaghetti or the rice so i'm still having this stuff but i bulk it up with something else um i mean mixed veg is like a godsend to me uh especially frozen mixed veg frozen mixed veg in a bag yeah Fro- there should be no stigma surrounding frozen mixed veg. No. It's a brilliant way of getting like veg in your diet. So it's so cheap as well. One pound, you know, easy to cook. You just boil it up ten minutes in a pan. Uh, sorry, in a do you pot. know what? It's probably fresher than the stuff that you buy anyway. Yeah, because it's frozen on site and it's brought straight to you. And honest to God, I've I've found that in curries to bulk up curry. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, mate, we we my wife sort of doesn't she always has a go at me when i cook because i cook like if i cook a curry it'll be curry and rice you know and but my wife will always put fruit and, uh not fruit but veg with it as well so have a curry pineapple. Like, yeah she put pineapple broccoli. nah no fucking pineapple in my ass mate you can go fuck yourself <laughs> how to trick randy 101 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have fruit and veg then i do apologize for missing it out but um move on to the last one the last one then, guys, number 12, is plan your meals. And I think, obviously, this is just... I mean, I do it all the time. I think... I know. I don't know if you guys do it, but I think, I think it's a perfect way of just tracking your calories and your macro and micronutrient intake by planning your meals because you're actually mindfully thinking about what you're eating before you eat them. You're not going in rogue like, oh, what am I going to have? I'm just going to throw this in the pan, throw this in the pox, throw yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, you're actually planning what you're going to have. I think have. it can get very stressful. Yeah. And I think it can. it can... It potentially can cause... Some sort of trigger anxiety for people. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Problem. This is once again, it's individual, isn't it? It might work for some people, won't work for others, you know? Do you know what? Um, I try planning my meals, but I'm not experienced now. Like, if I do need to throw something together, I'm not experienced enough now. Like, I can yeah, just you throw can. up a template yeah. in my head. Yeah, that's you know. Right. But when I say I plan my meals, I don't, I don't like, I'm not like super rigid. As I said with Tom, I've got a template where I know I can get this, this fucking sauce, whatever, or pesto, something. I've got my pasta there. I can just choose a, a protein that I want to bang, bang it in. I'm good to go. I don't need to like, I don't rigidly plan. I just know I've, I've done it quite a while now. That I know exactly the meals I can go to for that goal. So it's quite easy to do. Yeah, I mean the easiest way to do it is kind of go off of the what should be on your plate template, and that is just stockpile some form of um you know 
a protein source and meat source i'm talking about the general population bill but obviously for like vegan etc or someone else with dietary protocols you know just have like a protein option so a protein option and then you know have like your your uh, leafy greens or your vegetables try and include some color and then have some kind of starchy carb as well so something like potato or rice etc um and if you've got like a seasoning go for it and that's just like a very basic template but it is good to kind of plan ahead. It is good to plan ahead because if you've got nothing in the house, particularly in regards if you've got no, um, you've not got anything for your template in the house, and you keep saying to yourself, "I'll just, I'll just sort something out later," and by the time the time comes and something's happened that you can't just quickly nip out to ASDA or whatever or the other or the shop, you know, the plan's gone out the window. So yeah, plan ahead. Not just in regards to what you're going to eat, but make sure you've actually got that food in stock as well and it's on hand and it's convenient to make. And it can help obviously massively with making sure you adhere to your calorie allowance for the day, which is obviously crucial in this whole topic of weight loss that you need to make sure you're in a calorie deficit. So if you're planning your meals, you're more likely to adhere to that because you know exactly what you're putting in. We've not really spoken about calorie counting here. Um, I do kind of like how we've not, we haven't spoken about calories and calorie content, but we've not spoken about calorie counting, which I kind of like. Um, but for those that do count their calories, I mean, what I tend to do is just me personally I'll actually plan my my whole day's worth of calories the night before. So that way I've got my calories planned for the day tomorrow straight away and I've not got that stress. I already know what I'm going to be having, what I'm consuming. gives me something to look forward to as well. It's like, oh, I can't wait for my duck later because I've been all over the duck lately. And that's why people do meal prep on a Sunday normally, don't they? So they're set up for the week. They know what they've got for the week and there's no stress. They're actually right, I've got this. I know, I know what I'm eating throughout the week. I know it's hitting my goals that I need and they're good to go. Yeah, I, I don't agree with meal prepping so yeah so on a married man's point of view i can't really do what i want um because yet again <laughs> i want to eat with a family no but i, I do, do you know yeah, what I, mean? I know what you mean it'd yeah be great my wife always talks about oh do you just want totally get rice do you just want this sort of do you want this sort of set plan and yes that'd be great but i don't want my kids growing up going why are you eating that daddy why am i eating it you know and causing that controversy of why am i not having what he's having but I just want my kids to grow up and enjoy food where I don't look at food to enjoy it. I look at how it benefits me in the sense of what do I need from it, you know? I'm, but my wife's more like, no, I want the kids to try as much as possible. Which so good. yeah. Nah. So I can't, I don't feel that I can get, a, get away with doing what I want as much as I wanted to if I could. Do you know what I mean? If, if that makes total sense. So breakfast, I just hit... Because I'm up at five, half five every morning, I can hit my, my eggs and my, my oats, no problem. There's no difference, there's no change, you know. Uh, but lunch is lunch, um, I'm quite happy with that. But then dinner's a dinner, we have it together as a family. I don't overthink it, we have dinner together and, 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 and just enjoy it, you know. And I think that's what half, half the problem is with people. We can, we can build up this thing of like, I've got to be to this, I've got to be to that. And it can become so stressful that people end up just fucking creaming in and cracking anyway. I think with all these points we've mentioned, we're at the end of the list now, is that it's all very individual. This is just a very general guide of like, they're giving you very generalised tips for like the general population. They've not really gone into specific individuals, which is why people, if they need that individual help, they normally go to like a personal trainer, nutritionist, dietitian, whatever. But the, I think on the whole, I think we'd all agree these points are pretty good for like a general bit of advice and just an outlook and kind of aiding you if you follow a few of these points you'll be on the right way on the right that's, track i'd say that's a good point to make is that you don't i know we kind of said it at the beginning of the podcast but you don't have to 
do every single one of these points. However, saying that, a lot of these points, if you end up doing one, you actually end up doing some others without realising. I mean, we're yeah. talking about um, eat plenty of fruit and veg. Well, if you eat plenty of fruit and veg, fiber. chances are you're also getting more fibre. So straight away, you're also completing the six point, eat more fibre. You know, um, if you're, you know, if you're cutting down your alcohol, then chances are that you're, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to look at you. It doesn't really go well. Yeah, well, does <laughs> you it. stumbled there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled there. That one I'm looking through. I'm like, actually, no. Do you know what? What can you fucking do? But no, I mean, they they do kind of like all age they all they interlink, don't they? They all yeah. interlink. They right. all if inter- you're getting more active, you're more likely to be drinking more water. Um, you know, I mean, it's think things like that. Okay. Um, Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't harp on about trying to hit all twelve every single day. Yeah, yeah. It's what you said at the beginning. If you just build up with small, you know, small. Small consistent habits, you know, will, will have bigger results in the end. You know, yeah, definitely. as long as they're done consistently, the smallest changes. I'll link all this information and this uh, this twelve top tips in the show notes. Just important to know, it is quite up to date information. So at the bottom, they do tell you when they last reviewed it. So this information was last reviewed on the 29th of November, twenty nineteen, and they're going to do another review on twenty ninth of November, twenty twenty two. So it is sort of you know every three years, whatever reviewed again which is quite good to know that it's not like information they've put out in the 90s or something and just left it there so but again well done nhs good job yeah good job as always yeah the nurse is doing quite well lately isn't it considering everything yeah whoever whoever nhs is whoever whoever decided to put this all together yeah well done it's good effort I think we'll wrap up there, boys. We've been going for quite a while there. Good. If you want any more information, you want any more help on your sort of diet or anything like that, you get in touch with any of us and we'll, we'll be happy to help. Um, and I didn't eat anything disgusting. I ate an orange this time. Uh, an orange? What? An orange this time. Now, I ate them before the, the podcast. Um, so <laughs> you ate the bourbons before the podcast. Yeah, so you wouldn't have a go at me. Well, we'll check him with Andy next week and see if he's eating any more biscuits, but um, <laughs> we'll keep you. Lads, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next week. Toodles, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Hope you got some value from that. If you do know someone who needs a bit of extra guidance on weight loss, then point them over here. As we all know, education is absolutely crucial. Before we sign off for the week, though, I want to implore you all to get stuck into that cereal challenge. As discussed in the episode, we want you to send your videos in of your attempts at eating cereal from a plate. Plenty of milk, plenty of cereal. The best slash funniest attempts will receive an exclusive podcast t-shirt from our friends over at Trident Fitness Clothing. At the moment, it's just us three with these t-shirts, so yeah, pretty exclusive. So either hit us up on Instagram or send your videos in via the email in the show notes. So we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.